Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Vice President Mike Pence is back home in Columbus, Indiana. You partied Pence's pad last night, didn't you, Chad? Fuck him. This is the Chad and Cheese Podcast, a.k.a. Boys Who Love Bourbon. I'm your co-host, Joel J-Lo Cheeseman. And this is Chad Fireworks Sowash. And on this week's show, job postings as Easter eggs. Workers of the World Unite in Alabama. And this wristband says, my mood is extra salty. Now pass the Tabasco. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Oh, it's back. Let's go. Let's go. This is how I felt when Biden spoke last night. Yesterday. When that poet girl spoke, this is what it felt like. Feeling, feeling the groove. When I woke up this morning, was feeling the groove. The air felt crisper the birds were singing louder with joy and uh last night did you see the the like fully produced inauguration movie slash music video that they had last night i did not so you'll have to uh enlighten me the ability for us to be able to produce a much more enjoyable time for all Americans, not just ones who can afford to go to these inauguration balls, these uh, inaugural balls and whatnot, was pretty amazing. I mean, you had some amazing talent. It started off with Bruce Springsteen, uh, ended with Katy Perry, where she sang fireworks. And I tell you, man, I've never seen so many fucking fireworks in my life. It was 
awesome. Biden was in the White House watching. Kamala was on the steps behind Katy Perry, right in front of uh, Lincoln. So at the Lincoln Memorial. And I mean, it was just like this experience that there was no way in hell we could have ever had if we didn't have um, this scenario play out. All America got a chance to kind of dip into it and enjoy it, where for the most part, we we just don't we don't get to. We're just commoners, right? Yeah, it's usually a really uh, exclusive event, and we get to see pictures and some highlights. Uh, you go to the other other end of that spectrum. I think it was Andrew Jackson who just opened up the White House to everybody, and it turned into a big orgy party, whiskey, whiskey. Yeah. So, so this is somewhere in between. We get to sort of partake, <laughs> but there's no uh, whiskey orgy in the White House that, yeah. that goes on. So, That's so I'm guessing good. you were not at the Columbus Airport. When our illustrious former vice president landed uh, yesterday, no, the plane went over my house though. So uh, I, I knew when I knew when that asshole was in town. The the crowd looked bigger for him than it did for Trump as he was exiting uh, on Air Force One yesterday. Someone on CNN said that that the crowds at the Apple Store are bigger than the crowd that, that gathered for, for Trump, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Of course, I had to watch Fox and Fox's take was like Trump landed in Florida to mass crowds and jubilation. So, you know, we, we live in two new news uh, universes. And just imagine if he would have pardoned the Tiger King. I mean, they, they, I mean, the crowds would have been so much larger. <laughs> Are they going to they're going to do a Tiger King, too? When's that shit come out? <laughs> By the way. We, we've this is how the pandemic has progressed. We've gone from like Tiger King and we all hate ourselves and we're eating Cheetos all day, which is actually <laughs> what I call Tuesday. But anyway, and we've sort of ended with the Queen's Gambit and more like sort of thoughtful programming. So I feel like we've had our our white trash moment ending ending with the capital capital rights. Yeah, I don't know that. America's done with its white trash moment. Although I have to say props to, to Airbnb. And I'm going to start off with this with uh, l- little news, but also some shout outs. Uh, I sure. do remember you kind yeah. sir saying uh-uh. that uh, Airbnb now has stockholders. So the founders will start to uh, act much differently because uh, money rules all. And Airbnb says, sit down and shut up. Cheeseman. They shut down 3,400 plus DC listings on their platform while covering the host for their losses. Airbnb made a similar move in uh, early uh, COVID pandemic days uh, when it allowed guests to cancel without penalties. I remember we had to do that because we were getting ready to go to London. All this shit happened. We had Airbnb set up and we uh, we got to to actually cancel without penalties. So ultimately, I think this gives me faith in brands. I'm starting to get faith in government just because of yesterday and, and shiny videos and, and fireworks. I'm, I'm getting yeah. there, right? But this gives me more faith in brands. Amazon, Google, Apple severely hampering hate speech with their kicking parlor to the curb. And now Airbnb lessens the likelihood of, of large groups to use their platforms to travel to DC to prospectively cause harm. So, it's a good day in America today, people. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about corporate uh, corporate entities taking the lead on a lot of these social issues, shall we say, whether it be corporate Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hats hats off to them now. Now, Twitter's stock has taken a big shit since they've dumped Trump off the platform. So 
We'll see if this becomes a trend that is everlasting. Uh, I may, I may end up being right about Airbnb when all all is said and done. You never know. This you moment, know. this moment in time, my friend, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give a quick shout out to a personal fave here on the show. Yeah. Uh, we interviewed him a couple years ago, Mike Timken. Love that Shaker guy. Recruitment Marketing. Love that guy. The dude's been around since T Rexes were doing recruitment <laughs> marketing, and uh, he's finally finally hanging it up. So, Mike, enjoy it, man. Uh, go golfing, play chess, whatever it is. It, get your get your juices flowing. Um, it's been a fun ride, and we hope that you won't disappear totally. We hope that you'll still be around to give us some social media commentary, if if nothing else. Mike is known for being an amazing mentor. He's an awesome storyteller. He has stories out the wazoo and he's Mm -hmm. just an amazing human being. So I think seeing a guy like that leave our industry really to me leaves a huge void and hopefully a vacuum that many of us can actually get sucked into and start to work more as mentors. Well, fortunately for me, I've I've been bringing millennials under my wing of mentorship <laughs> for many years. So, so I'm already doing my part. Damn it, calling them dumbasses, I don't think is is <laughs> is mentoring. But well, okay, I got, okay, I got some poison for them in this week's show. You just wait. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to because when you think of Mike Timken, you think of Van Halen and you think of Diamond David Lee Roth <laughs> and you think of Sammy Hagar. So, so I put out a poll, which is sort of a Chad Cheese, you know, help us with an argument thing. Who who's a better front man, David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar? Not surprised by the result, but we've been talking about bringing it up on the show like two or three weeks ago, and we still <laughs> haven't. So, David Lee Roth is the. Uh, it wasn't even close, right? No. Seventy-three to uh, yeah. I mean, it was Diamond Dave. When you can, when you can, when you can do the splits and sing, you know, jump. You're going to win this this competition. All you have to do is look at their top 10 hits. I mean, that's it. I mean, Sammy was like around during like more mainstream Van Halen and they had some good stuff. Nothing compared to when uh, David Lee Roth was actually the front man. Yeah. I was trying to think of a band that that became better after the front lead, the lead singer left. And I, the only one I could kind of think of was like ACDC. That was the only one. Exactly what I was going to say. Let's let's give a quick shout out uh, our Pappy's giveaway. We've been talking about that for months now. We finally had winners. Free Pappy. This is a sovereign sponsored giveaway. We gave away two bottles of Pappy's Family Reserve. We gave away a Blanton's uh, special uh, special uh, J- Japanese import. Uh, so I can confirm that one of the Pappy's and the Blanton's. Uh, have been delivered. Uh, the the other pappies is in route, so hopefully we'll be able to, to talk about that soon. The winners again, as as we mentioned, Matt O'Donnell, Pete Succi, they've both gotten their liquor, and Lynn Morton is the unlucky one who's still sort of waiting out there in limbo. But big ups to them, big ups to Sovereign. Uh, I'm hoping that we can keep this bourbon flowing uh, with 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 something after this. We'll have to put our heads together and, and figure out what we can do. The people have spoken. They want bourbon. They want liquor. People want to be drunk. 
It might not be pappies for God's sakes, but there's still good stuff out there. It'll be brown, people. It'll taste great. Trust me. Yes. Trust and we, we're actually uh, going to be enjoying some beer this week from uh, the beer drop win, right? Yeah. James Deneen. Jim Deneen, okay. whatever his mom calls him. Uh, beer drop. We're going to sample some IPAs with him next week. Yes. Uh, we're going to bring, I think, Mark Anderson from Adzuna. Uh, we may throw um, our buddy Doug Monroe an invite. Who knows? He might want to want to join it. It's a little late in English time by the time we do that, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's always fun. Perfect time. Perfect time. And we still have plenty of beer to give away, kids. So if you haven't registered, I don't know what you've been doing, but you should. Go to beerdrop.net or go to chadcheese.com. Click on the free up top because we are still giving away free t-shirts and you'll also be included in the registration for the Adzuna Beer Drop contact-free beer on your front porch. It's a good time. You can't miss. You can't miss. Let's get to topics, shall we? Topics. uh, Money, kids. We're talking about Personio. So who? Who? I've never heard of You say Personia, I say Personia. Who Let's call the whole thing off. Personianio. Okay, who's pers- who's Personia? They're a German startup. Yes. German startup targets small and medium-sized business. Uh, the best way to think of them is sort of work day for s- the small guy. Uh, these guys just got $125 million, yep. bringing them to a $1.7 billion valuation. Crazy. Holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Thoughts? So here in the U.S., we have Bamboo HR, Namely. Those are more on, the, I think, the SMB side or the SME, if we're talking Europe. Yeah. So the valuation is super crazy, $1.7 billion. Their revenues doubled last year. They yep. weren't even looking for a raise. I mean, pretty much they have investors coming to them and say, hey, uh, you want a little bit of this $125 million crack here? <laughs> um, so their Fine. valuation- Twist my arm. Valuation last year, they received $75 million. In January of 2020, their valuation was $500 million. They yep. received $125 this year. A year later, still had cash in the bank, by the way, revenues doubled $1.7 billion. Uh, total funding is uh, $250 million, and they were founded in 2015 as per Crunchbase. Still a um, baby. Man, I mean, that's fast. Jesus. And we've talked about this before. This goes beyond just the recruiting talent acquisition side of the house. This goes into HR. This goes yep. much further. So I think the pandemic not only pushed enterprise organizations to reinvest in tech for automation and build the better ability to scale, uh, but the opportunity in the world of small to medium business is incredibly large, knowing that most are still using Excel spreadsheets accompanied by a pen and paper. So the opportunity in in this market is large for an overall market standpoint, but it, uh, I mean, it's a pain in the ass hurting all these cats. So, I mean, they are going to have their issues. Uh, I would assume if you're in Europe, they're probably doing ads, TV ads and whatever they can to target these individuals, much like we see with namely here in the U S but it's, it's, I think, I think it's a, it's a great space and this is hyper growth. This is unicorn growth. 
Yeah, yeah. You see these smaller companies, you know, they don't have the resources to like RFP, you know, the top right. hundred technologies out there. And to give to give small businesses uh, a one place, one stop shop, because um, th- these guys are covering recruiting, onboarding, payroll, yeah. absence tracking, and other major HR functions. So for a small company that doesn't have the resources, doesn't have the time, doesn't have the money. Uh, for them to go to one place and feel like they're getting, you know, a pretty good solution for their for their problems. Like, yeah, it's a it's a home run. And and these guys obviously have the cash now mm-hmm. to try to take this message and product to the rest of the world. It will be interesting to watch. Well, we've talked about small business before, because I mean, remember, if you're going from Excel spreadsheets and pen and paper to something like this, yeah. this is this is the crack. You're not going to want to get off this. This is where loyalty just <laughs> skyrockets. So the, the the big point here is how are they going to go through client acquisition? Uh, that'll be the most interesting, I think, right out of the gate because it's easier to build for small to medium sized businesses when, again, you know, they're using pen and paper. Yeah, and let's let's be real. Like it's hard to be super profitable. Maybe these guys have cracked the code, but small businesses are a bitch to sell to. Yeah. It's much easier to land a whale and then milk that whale and try to get a few more, you know, in a year's time than it is to like, you know, get a bunch of guppies that that make you rich or profitable. I mean, small businesses typically don't understand tech, like you said, spreadsheets, and they're still posting on the equivalent of Craigslist or ZipRecruiter. So to get out of that box into like an all-encompassing technology is going to be a stretch for a lot of a lot of companies. I mean, three thousand customers is good on them. That's a hell of hell of a hell of a job. Yeah, only being a five-year-old company, and again, maybe they've they've figured it out. Um, but typically, selling to SMBs have been the death knell for a lot of companies. So uh, good on them. It seems as if there is a shit ton of cash in the market. At shit least that's ton. what uh, that's what George LaRock says. What does George say? Yeah. So uh, so George is talking about a work tech ext- estimate that came out this week. So the the entire market for HR tech is now at three hundred and eighty billion dollars. I said. Billion with a B, in case you yeah. you missed that. So uh, this is this is all categories of potential market as well as serviceable market that these companies um, are looking to grow into. Right. Um, a total of five billion dollars uh, was invested in global HR technology firms in 2020. U- U.S. leads leads the way in terms of money that's been invested, followed by the U.K., Germany, France, Australia, Spain, um, and Ireland. Uh, I'd like to know where China is. I don't know. Apparently, that's not being calculated because I know there's a lot of money going into Chinese firms. And I mean, come on, Canada. Let's get in the top five. Come on. <laughs> let's. Where's Where's our Canadians at? So th- this data, very high level and love this data, but this is perfect for investors, for boards and for strategic mm-hmm. planning, because you're talking about the, the the total addressable market, the serviceable market. And then you can start to dig down into the actual serviceable, obtainable market. So, I mean, these are great numbers that, that George is actually f- flushing out there. Who is this really relevant to? This is relevant to more the upper strategic crust. When you're starting to look at markets and prospectively expand in the markets as well as a startup, and you want to create a narrative around that, this is the kind of data you start off with. 
right? So that's yep. that's good stuff. Good stuff from George. I may be wrong, and I'm I'm sort of anecdotally and uh, I might coming be crazy. up with this, but but I want to say like the last time I saw something around a full a full number like this was roughly eight to ten years ago, and I I want to say it was at like a hundred billion. So in a fairly short period. From the last numbers I've seen, uh, you know, 4X from 10 years ago, a yeah. lot of money is going into this. And it, I, I assume it will continue as we, we automate more and more and, and provide tech and, and plug these solutions into our hiring system. So, And as we start to get SMEs involved as yeah. well, that's where you have a full market. That's where the total addressable market just explodes. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> Well, Chad, we played buy or sell last week, uh, and, and pe- people loved it. So we said, let's let's keep doing it. Yeah. So we got three we got three startups that uh-huh. all got money this week. Um, I'll run through them, and we'll we'll play a little buy or sell. Sound good? Yep. All right, let's do this. So, Betterfly. I hope I'm saying that right. And it's not Betterfly. I'm sure it's Betterfly. Uh, <laughs> so they raised. $17.5 million. They are a Chilean startup. We don't mm-hmm. get a lot of South American uh, players. So that's nice. The, they offer a well, they offer wellness benefits. Pl- they, sorry. They offer a wellness benefits platform that rewards people's good habits with social giving and life insurance that grows at no cost. I say millennials rejoice. But life insurance is for old people. So I'm a little confused about the social giving piece that appeals to younger people. But then I don't think any of them give a shit about life insurance. So I'm going to go ahead and leapfrog, leapfrog you and say I'm going to sell Betterfly. Hmm. And the interesting thing about that is you did not even mention the domain, which I thought you were going to take about five minutes to pounce on, <laughs> betterfly.cl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from my standpoint, I mean, when you take a look at integration uh, with activity apps like Peloton, Adidas, Under Armour, uh, Samsung, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? This is, this is an everybody type of a thing. And I think that yes, millennials are into this, but I mean, who's, who's buying all the Pelotons right now or the older people who are stuck at home, right? And they want to be able to, uh, actually integrate and be a part of the quote unquote community. Uh, To me, this is something that is hot right now, especially with the pandemic. Uh, so for me, this is a buy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know you know the app Acorns? I assume. Yeah. Yep. You know you buy and then they put the pennies in a, an investment account and you feel good. About, like so, to me, this sort of is on that trend of you don't even have to pay attention and we'll give to causes that you love and we'll put money into a life insurance policy that you'll be able to take advantage of at some point down the line or win other prizes or what. I mean, it's just it's it's like all this stuff is like a, here's a store of the things that you can do. So yeah, I think again, I, I think. A lot of this is going to revolve around the interconnectivity and all of the buying of the home gyms that we've seen just in the last year that I believe will continue. Yeah. Yeah. It's also hard to get a gauge on these guys because their site is in Spanish. I assume that's what they speak in Chile. If you go all the way to the bottom, there's uh, there's a little tab that says English. Yeah. Or they could just automatically give you the English version if you come in from Indiana. You would think. You would think. Startup number two. Canaries. Hopefully I'm saying that right. It's yes. K-A-N-A-R-Y-S. So these guys got 3 million in seed funding for its platform focused on 
Well, we've heard this trend before, diversity, equity, and inclusion. They look to leverage job and company search, employee reviews, demographics, demographic statistics, and DNI news to help candidates navigate the job market with an eye on DNI and employees better understand how they're really doing. So taking the hood off, the veil off of companies in regards to DNI, I assume you're a hot buyer of this startup. A couple of things here. If you go to the site, the site is sexy. I mean, it, it really is. And then you dig into it. It has uh, two co-founders and they're both Harvard Law uh, and they're both women of color as well. They're both black females. So yeah. they're taking pretty much their experience into uh, really trying to help others with this platform. Mm-hmm. It's interesting I think because it has, you can write reviews on company profiles, search jobs. Yeah. Plus, I, I believe there's also a community aspect to it. So this almost feels like kind of like a fairy god boss yeah. type of, of platform. Uh, and there's no question with DEI, if they have all the data that mm-hmm. they say that they do and they can help from an outcome standpoint, this is a buy every single day. And just as a side note, I've already reached out to the CEO and we're planning an interview. Ooh, nice tease. You, you dirty boy. Uh, so, so yeah, fairy God boss was exactly what I thought about, uh, when I, when I heard about these guys and, and the verdict is still out. The jury's still out on fairy God boss. Um, they've been around a while, haven't gotten uh, gobbled up yet. Uh, the review, the review universe is sort of engulfed by Glassdoor and Indeed, so that's a really tough market to tap into and and cut through that clutter. However, I do think that you know if timing is everything, this is a pretty well timed uh, business, and it's going to be ripe in a few years, if not months, for someone like a Glassdoor uh, to come in and and add this review piece, this DNI piece to their business. So yeah, I, I'd say buy in terms of uh, an acquisition target in the future. Um, I would go ahead and buy that. I would buy that. So our last and final startup, Hi People. Hi People. <laughs> Hi People, not H-I-G-H, uh, which a lot of people may have mistaken this for. It's H-I People. Uh, this is a Berlin startup. So the, the Germans are very well uh, represented here today. So this startup has raised $3 million in seed funding to automate the reference checking process. This follows a $1.1 million uh, pre-seed round that occurred in 2019. I will note that our buddy Tim Sackett uh, posted an article this week about how he hates manual reference checks. Um, where do you fall on this one? This is a sell if I've ever seen one. It seems like it's just so narrowly scoped, number one. Yep. And then on on the site, it actually says, quote, we make it easy to understand and analyze reference data by automatically detecting and flagging outliers within a group. What that says right out of the gate is bias, bias, bias. So <laughs> yeah, overall, I, it's incredibly narrowly scoped and it just it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I'm going to sell this turkey too. Uh, yeah, reference checks seems even if it's automated seems really antiquated. All the reasons that you said you said before there, uh, I agree with. So let's see. We've got uh, better fly was a sell for me. Was that a buy for you? Buy for me. We both like uh, canaries. Yep, and we're both selling high people. I love it, and that's an episode of. I love- 
buy or sell. Let's get a quick break. And geez, we'll talk about remote workers and labor unions. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, Text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Jobvite, the leading end-to-end -end talent acquisition suite. Named a leader in ATS, recruitment marketing, CRM, and onboarding on G2. Kim B says Jobvite is a user-friendly, passionate enterprise team that takes care of you. Jolly good. Jeffrey R says candidates are constantly telling us we get it right compared to other orgs. <laughs> Love that. Results driven by AI. Connections built by humans. Jobvite. Jobvite. Learn how you can evolve your TA function at jobvite.com. Oh, oh, damn it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. It won't go away. Oh, I don't want it to go away. <laughs> but have oh, you seen the new uh, Geico commercial with Tag Team? Yeah, that is the best. <laughs> Scoop where it is. Scoop. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. And do you know at the end when the guy, uh, he does like the LeBron uh, throw and he's like, sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's fucking good stuff. That's good stuff. This is another ode to the White House. This is a recruiting trick from the White House. This is smart and it's easy for from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. So, so today, if you go to whitehouse.gov and then you look at the source code, you'll find this message, quote, if you're reading this, we need your help in building back better. USDS.gov slash apply. That kids is that simple <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was pretty sneaky and pretty cool i i'd love to know how many people they actually attract through that although i'm sure the people they do think it's pretty cool and are pretty good candidates uh for jobs now what i would love to see as well is some sort of tracking mechanism it's just it's just the url so if you type it in or copy and paste it i don't know if there's any way of knowing aside from asking them 
Although I'm sure they say, yeah, I saw it in the code. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. But yeah, some tracking would be nice. But yes, very clever. Very clever. White House. Who knew? Very clever. So so we got we got the final four in the NFL. I got I got to ask you, um, you got some of the picks wrong last week uh, as well did I. So <laughs> yeah. we're down to the we're down to the final four. And I know no one outside of the U.S. gives a shit. But so we've got we've got Julie's Packers playing uh, my wife's Tom Brady's. Yeah. And then we've got the Bills taking on the Chiefs with hopefully Pat Mahomes. It'll not be a fair fight otherwise. Who who you got to go to the Super Bowl? Unfortunately, I just think from uh, the Packers standpoint, I, I don't know that they have the defense to stop anything. Uh, so, I mean, mm. I, I don't want to pick Brady, but I just, again, I think the Bucks are going to win just like I thought they would last week. But I went uh, over that with yeah. my, my my pick for Breeze because I, I like Breeze a lot more. And obviously, I'll be rooting for the Packers. Uh, and then the Bills. I think the Bills overall, even if Mahomes is in, I just it just feels like they have the momentum. And uh, it's just fun to watch. I mean, it'll be fun to watch both of them, to be quite frank. Incredibly skilled quarterbacks and teams. Yeah, I'm going to go the exact opposite. I think I think the Packers are the best team in the league right now. Um, It's at it's at Green Bay where they are incredibly successful in the playoffs. Brady may pull a rabbit out of his hat. Uh, He's got immense weapons, obviously, on the offensive side. But I'm going to go Green Bay. And I think if Mahomes is healthy, they can just score it well. Uh, they're just <laughs> fucking unbelievable. And I know that from last week. And I also think that the Bills, uh, particularly uh, Josh Allen, not quite ready for primetime. I think they'll have their day in the sun, but I don't think it is 2021. So I'm going to go Packers, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And just thank God we have a fucking Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. And speaking of Super Bowls, I, I bet you saw a big W uh, in terms of our debate of paying people uh, less or more if they work out of market. When you saw this story, employers could save 11000 per remote worker. I bet you got pretty excited when you saw that. <laughs> I think you're setting me up is what I think. I am. I'm leading the witness. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the one that actually comes uh, article from Newsday.com. Uh, U.S. businesses compatible with work remote could save almost $11,000 per employee each year if workers telecommute an average of two and a half days a week. That's coming from a new study. So uh, yeah, I think overall, that's great for the employer. What's great for the employee, (laughs) what's great for Uh the employee um, just actually, there was another survey that was on livecareer.com. Mm-hmm. 81% of employees today enjoy working remote. 65 state work remote helps their work-life balance. And then 60% feel like they're more productive working from home. So there is a great balance here, mm-hmm. but I really think companies will fuck it up because they'll start playing the the Facebook rule and paying <laughs> employees less. And it's capitalism. Don't give two shits about our people and we care more about the bottom line. And, and I hope that's not the case for the most part. I know it will be for some companies, but for the, for the most part, I hope that's not the case. Well, Chad, sometimes in the market, everybody wins. So, so part of that story <laughs> as well is they researched how much employees will get more per year based on lower cost for transportation, lower cost of meals, having to buy less work clothes. And they estimated that at 3000 per year. Yes, that's not 11000 And by the way, 
The 11,000 is based on two and a half days. If you go full work from home, we're talking 22,000 a year per, per employee, if my math is correct. So businesses win, workers kind of win because I have to buy le- I can buy more sweats than uh, than dockers and and the market wins. So I was hoping you're go- going to go for a win-win-win scenario, but you say no. The workers get screwed again. I mean, if you take a look at history over the last 40 close to 50 years, uh, you know, wages haven't grown and and mm-hmm. employers have been looking for ways to engineer lower wages so that their profits grow. That's what we've seen. I mean, that's what studies show. So this is another way. And again, I go back to Facebook as kind of like the unfortunate unfortunate benchmark Mm -hmm. is that companies are just going to look for another way to engineer an opportunity to boost profits and fuck their employees. Yeah. <laughs> and and the big one being real estate, uh, which which the article kind of goes down at yes. the bottom, which, which we're not even talking about because they're talking about halftime at the yeah. office. But the study estimated that employers could save uh, 25% uh, or basically uh, averaging out to almost $2,000 annual savings per halftime remote worker. Yeah. So if we throw in the real estate into this equation, Companies are saving big time. Um, so the, the 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 headline was eleven thousand per remote worker when it should have been more like fifty eight thousand per remote worker because that kind of what it what it looks like it might come out to. By the way, this was this was the uh, the San Diego based Global Workplace Analytics uh, organization. Like, who wouldn't want to live in San Diego and just think about global workplace analytics? Doesn't that sound like a fun gig? Doesn't that sound fun? Yeah. Just as long as I can work remote and as I long can as it's the on beach. the beach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beach or mountains today. I'm not sure which I'm going to pick. Uh, yeah. I'm not um, sure. I know that, uh, you're not going to get a much of a beach. They, uh, Alabama does have some beaches, but, but not where Amazon is. How much do you miss San Diego? How much do you miss traveling, by the way? Yes. Let's just go with that right now. Uh, so my sister's getting married in Key West in February. So I'm going to actually travel to Key West in February. Ooh, so that's pray for me, pray for me, pray for my liver and yeah. uh, pray for my healthy return. That's uh, irresponsible. Yeah, no, totally. So <laughs> workers of the world unite in Alabama. You're going to love this story. So we talked about the uh, the avocado toast eating millennials <laughs> unionizing at, yes. uh, at in Silicon Valley. And mm-hmm. we had a, a, a fun conversation over that. So this is the kind of workers of the world unite that I'm talking about. Uh, Six thousand Amazon warehouse workers will hold a union vote in Alabama on February 8th and cast their ballots via mail on whether to join the wholesale and department store union. I'm assuming that's a a federal or national organization. Uh, The decision means Amazon will face its first union vote in the U.S. since 2014. Not shockingly, Amazon pushed for the vote to be held in person. I don't know why why they would want to do that. Uh, I don't know why they thought voting in person might be a little bit stressful for people. uh, Does this sound like voter suppression to you? Or I I don't know. know. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of intimidation maybe. Uh, So so they got it uh, to be held via mail. The strategy that Amazon is taking to, to get them to not vote for union is mostly monetary. Uh, no shocking there. Uh, they've sent out messages to, to workers as well as, uh, I believe, a website or web page talking about 
how why join a union when we, being Amazon, have got you covered with high wages, healthcare, vision, and dental benefits, as well as a safety committee and appeals process. So they're hoping to nip this thing in the bud. Is it going to work? Yeah, they actually have a website called called doitwithoutdues.com. And the entire <laughs> thing, the entire thing just says, well, why pay five hundred dollars for this, 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 and this? And it's like, okay, Amazon, why are you working so hard for me not to be a part of the union? <laughs> for me to hear Amazon say high wages. Uh, for essential workers, right? So we're talking about, well, we pay them 15 to let's say $20. Okay. So $15, mm-hmm. a, $15 an hour, 40 hours a week for a year is $30,000 before taxes, kids. Okay. That's not a lot of money. That's not high wages. Yeah. I couldn't help but think about like Jimmy Hoffa era if they had websites and it would be like keepyourkneecaps.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On how, on how to vote. Uh, anyway, uh, February 8th, and I think the results come back in March. So this is something that we will definitely be watching. Well, closely. And, and yeah, I think what we need to do, though, is that, that yeah. we're going to have to take a stand federally because Bezos can start playing the same game he did with looking to award states with the new Amazon hubs. I mean, he can threaten Alabama to move to Arkansas because he doesn't want his employees to 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 enjoy essential wages, essential benefits and actually yeah. having unions to ensure protections, you know, to ensure that we've got great places to work and we're getting good wages and benefits. I mean, this is the problem with capitalism. Alabama. Whether you're struggling to fill high volume hourly roles or looking for long term full time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky or fruitless process. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. What's more, your JobAdX programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at jobadx.com. That's J O B A D X.com. Oh, here we go. Uh, Let's go. Uh, uh, uh. Well, you know who else is trying real hard, Chad? Who's that? Indeed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we got to have a show talking about Indeed. Don't oh, we? my God. So, Come so, on. So, uh, we, we reported a while ago about uh, Talent Inc. Uh, our buddy Jeff Berger selling the company for a hundred million. Was it? It was a lot of money. Anyway, yeah. doing r- resume rabbit and resume zap and everything. So, so indeed has launched resume help, uh, get help with their resume, professional feedback on how to improve your resume for $19. Uh, you can also get a report for free, which I assume they're automating. So, uh, I don't know, a little shout out to indeed 
doing a little diversification of their business, hoping yeah. to make a little more money off the backs of job seekers. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if this is something they built themselves, or it's got to be through like some type of partner network. But overall, I mean, this. That, I think I think this is just another one of those not focusing on it being indeed like. I mean, it's yeah. just it's not. They could push them off to you know different organizations or what have you that do this, like we're talking about Talent Inc. Mm-hmm. But you know they are just not focused. They're not disciplined like we've known from Indeed's day past. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, someone someone in a, an executive meeting said, "Where can we?" skim a few bucks off of our job seekers and someone said resume writing help okay who does that okay let's partner although it does look a little bit like you know they have a blog they're providing articles and so you know there's a little bit of focus on this but yeah it looks it looks like a little bit unfocused for indeed like stick with the tech folks yeah stick with the allow tech. the experts to do the shit that they do and just step the fuck out of the way small beans small beans well <laughs> Chad, my moonbeam bracelet says I'm pissed off. Tell us about the mood beam uh, wristband. So mood beam is a wearable technology and isn't here to monitor your physical health. Instead, it allows your employer to track your emotional state. The gadget, which links to a mobile phone app and web interface, has two buttons, one yellow and one blue. The idea is that you press the yellow one if you're feeling happy and the blue one when you're feeling sad. What is this? This kind of shit has been around for a long time. You've probably been in a restroom in an airport where it says like, give me the smiley, moderate or frowny face about your experience in the bathroom as if people want to like relay their experience in the bathroom. So companies were doing this where like as you leave the office, you punch, you know, smiley face, frowny face, or you're just sort of in the middle. Um, This is a manually like it's your choice to during the day provide insight into whether you're happy or you're sad. It's a company out, out of England, I think. And I don't I don't know why I get that blue is your sad. I'm not sure why yellow is happy. Maybe someone in England can can explain that to me. I was thinking like green and red, maybe like green. I'm good. Red. I'm not so happy or I don't know. The colors seem a little bit stranger. Just give me a happy or a frowny face. <laughs> I assume this is this isn't anonymous, and even if it is, no one's going to feel like it is because you're you're hooked up to an app and the internet. Yeah. Um. So people are going to answer strangely. They're not going to answer honestly, and I feel or like, yeah, or, or at all, or like, fuck you. I'm not going to tell you how I feel during the day. Um. Or am I? Is it because I'm happy personally, or I'm happy professionally, or just in general? And and I get the idea, like. People are at home. There's all these issues around depression and loneliness and blah, blah, blah. And and people are focusing on this more and more. But to me, it's like, don't, if it's a manual process, it's just not going to work. It has to be either it's a, a, like they actually have a ring that, that, you know, how your body temperature, your heart rate, you know, stuff like (laughs) mood rings. Yeah. Well, not, well, they're like (laughs) mood rings, but they're like, you know, 21st century mood rings. To me, there are better ways to gauge someone's sort of health and happiness and just centeredness than asking them to wear a bracelet that looks really dorky and asking them to tell me if you're happy or sad during the day. 
Okay, companies, th this is so analog. I mean, seriously. So why wouldn't companies just give away free Apple, Samsung, or Fitbit watches with an app that provides them with a button, but also provides with biometric information? I mean, if your pulse is racing during a meeting or while making phone calls, I, I mean, if you're going to ask for any information whatsoever, provide a luxury experience and ask mm -hmm. for it all. And if you really wanted to be happy through the entire day, send them some headphones. Let's go. Let's uh, go. Uh. Chad, well, right. another uh, week in the books. I wake up and check my phone. No one got me. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.